0: Have you learned any skills during the quarantine? Have you taken any time to to learn anything new? Uh, I've learned, um, and some people have learned, uh, that it's more difficult to cut hair than they thought. Um, I've seen pictures uh, circulating on social media of those that have gotten the quarantine haircut, and uh, it's becoming a bit of a meme now at this point. Um, I'm, I'm actually thankful I have enough hair products still at home. I can kind of glue everything in place. But I was, I was looking at our bathroom floor, uh, this morning and realized I'm not sure I may need to have my hair cut at all. Cause it all seems to be lying on my bathroom floor at this point. It all seems to be falling out. Um, I don't think that's a sign of stress. I think that's just a sign of, Hey, I might not be as young as I thought I was. Um, but what have you learned? Um, tell me a little bit in chat about, something if if you've tried something new over this pandemic uh what have you learned what have you what have you tried that's new um my wife made donuts yesterday and i am thankful to god for her pioneer spirit for making donuts they were delicious they're almost all gone i thought of bringing some up to share with you but no i want them for myself so um we've tried different things. She's, she's tried making bread again. And the first loaf she made self admittedly, she said it just didn't work out as well as she would have liked the second loaf. Absolutely perfect. So, um, and, and one of the things that, um, as, as you know, that we we've, I've tried to do is, is learn how to live stream. I already had some skill with it, but, um, we're trying new things. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm trying out a new, uh, a camera. Um, want to, show you around a little bit, uh get you a view behind the producer's screen. So you're not going to be able to hear me quite as well, but um here's the here's the green screen. This is this is the home office. That's that's my giant forehead. Uh here we have Josh here on, on his stream uh watching everything and over here on uh uh Krista's area she watching the chat and keeping everything uh uh, under wraps and making sure you guys stay uh, well-behaved and, and so on, right? Say hi. Hi. Perfect. They're thrilled. And so uh, we're I'm trying out this new camera. Uh, there's my giant hand. That didn't work. Uh, so one of the things that uh, I want to do with um, uh, the iPhone is it's connecting through the network, uh, our home network, as a camera. And so this way you can... I'll be able to wander around the house while we're doing a sermon. See here, here, all you guys are. Here's, here's all the things for today. We've got, uh, all the chats and everything. This is how, this is how we do church now. It's just, which is pretty amazing. I think. Um, so, uh, again, just trying to learn new things. What are some of the things that you are trying to learn? Um, Jim toy is learning to cook way to go, Jim. I, I applaud that if you need a taste tester, uh, I volunteer my sister. Um, she would be more than happy to test anything you make, I know, and I, I honestly think she would give you the honest feedback that uh, only our loved ones give us. Uh, the Burks. Erin uh, Burke, I assume it's Erin, has said that um, she has made some uh, paper flowers with the use of my cricut? Cricket? How do I say that, Krista? Cricket. All right. So it's it's the word cricket. Uh, Kathy Knight has learned to make masks and uh, surgical scrub caps. Uh, That's right. Uh, This mask was actually made uh, by by Kathy Knight. And so uh, if I guess uh, Dave Knight is offering her services to uh, uh, if anyone needs a mask or a cap to go out, you can connect with uh,
1: her and you can get a mask made so so (laughs) you can look as good as me. Perfect. What are some other things that you've uh, learned to do?
0: Rob Ernst is learning to use Zoom. Way to go. That's good stuff. Technology is always a bit of a challenge, uh, but I'm glad that you're learning to to use Zoom. Um, I just love the fact that uh, uh, people are taking the time in this season to learn new skills. Um, But the other thing that I'm doing... A lot more is I'm doing a lot less. Um, for most of you, you heard the announcement that we shared on social media uh, that I recently successfully defended my oral or successfully presented my uh, dissertation. Uh, so uh, I completed that and my dissertation, my whole project is currently in uh, the hands of my editor and then once that gets uh submitted and finalized it will be printed and published and I will be complete with my doctoral uh, education I will have finished which is which is pretty exciting I think that um uh the doctor the doctorate is finished it is not the easiest thing to uh do a doctorate at this time um let me just share with you um you know what a doctorate actually is it it represents the according to uh, my school's website on uh, doctor of ministry program it represents the highest level of training that you can receive uh, in churches and parachurches for a particular field of ministry and so I'm uh very pleased to say that that is done um obviously with the season that we were in we won't be able to uh, have a time of celebration and and at graduation live on campus uh they're considering whether they postpone and put it to later but i think every school is kind of facing this challenge um but i'm pleased to be done uh now uh what that's done for me is now i get to change my business cards And now I get to uh, have a business card that says, uh, Reverend Dr. Brian French. And so it doesn't change how uh, you can refer to me. You can call me Pastor Brian. Some folks call me Brian. Some folks say, hey, you. All of that still works. I'll still answer to all of it. But it's a huge accomplishment, something that I've been working on for the past 10 years. And I am thrilled that it is done. And what does a doctor allow me to do? Well, it kind of pales in comparison. It pales in comparison to what God is actually doing. As exciting as getting a doctorate is, exciting as that accomplishment is of learning how to live stream, learning, getting a doctorate, and all of those things, and I'm not trying to pat my own back or toot my own horn or anything like that. I'm just I'm just saying all of these things pale in comparison to what God is doing in me through Jesus Christ. And all of the accomplishments that you have in life, they pale in comparison to what God has done for you and what God is inviting you to be a part of. You see, God is building you and I into something amazing in Jesus Christ for those that put our hope in Jesus Christ. We read this
1: in 1 Peter chapter 2. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans,
0: but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ.
1: What is God building us into? What is God building us into for those that have put their faith in Jesus Christ? He's making us into his priesthood. He's making us into
0: his priesthood. He's, he's, he's using us in powerful ways to display who he is, and he's using us in a way to really help people connect to God directly. He's using us as his proof. Now, To be honest, that's one of the reasons why people have been challenged in the past by putting their faith in Jesus. They want to receive the gift of salvation, but then they say, but, you know, why are you then asking me to serve you? That seems like a bit of a bait and switch, and I get that. But it all makes sense when we understand how big the message of Jesus really is. Now, we just came through Easter season. We celebrated life change. I'm, I'm pleased to announce that uh, from our live stream last week, two people prayed to receive Christ, uh, which is amazing uh, that, that God would use our Easter live stream in the way that he did last week. So I'm, I'm just super pleased to report that.
1: But it is amazing how serious, how big business the message of the
0: death and resurrection of Jesus Christ really is, simply because it's God who is doing this. It's God who is doing this kind of work. God is up to something, and it's all centered around the person of Jesus Christ. Look at what Peter writes. He says, you know, you're you're being built up as these priests, because and it's all centered on the work of Jesus. For in Scripture it says... See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. This stone is central. This stone is honorable. This stone is sacred. But to those who do not believe, well, the stone the builders rejective has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. In other words,
1: some people don't take this seriously. Some people do. But it doesn't change the fact
0: that God is building all of history around this central idea that Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead, and when people put their faith in him, they can have their sins forgiven and gain life both now and forever. And it doesn't matter how you and I feel about it. It doesn't matter whether we protest or not. It's still a reality. Now, that just simply means that the message of Jesus is serious business.
1: Now, we understand what serious business is, especially during this time, especially simply because of social distancing.
0: We were uh, driving to uh, deliver uh, some supplies to uh, someone's uh, home this week, and there were signs all along the road that the DOT had put up that said, stay home, save lives. Some people aren't taking that seriously, and in the past didn't take that seriously. And when they didn't take that message seriously, the disease of COVID-19 spread more rapidly. What Peter is saying to these believers that are scattered and feeling like they're being persecuted and are being persecuted is that you are part of the hinge point of history, that your faith in Jesus is the defining moment in history. He calls Jesus the cornerstone, which we sang about earlier. The idea that this is the starting place when you're uh, doing construction, construction, where perhaps two masonry walls come together and they would be joined at an intersection. This is the starting point. This is the defining moment of life where God gets to unite personally with his people, one-on-one,
1: and people get to unite with God personally, one-on-one. And so Peter says, just like a priest. This is the hinge moment of all of history. This should be the hinge moment of life. See, what does it look like to take the message of Jesus seriously in life? The rest of the message of the book of
0: First Peter is going to explain that for us. But let's just pause here for just a second. And between you and God, ask yourself this question. Do I take the message of Jesus seriously with my entire life? Do I live like the death and resurrection of Jesus
1: is the hinge point of not only history, but the hinge point of me? When I um, think about it, I, I'll be honest, there sometimes I view my Christian faith as a burden. Because what God wants from me is a burden. It is a,
0: it is a separation. It is different than what I want in the moment. You see, what I want most in my life is comfort. What I want most in my life is safety. What I want most in my life is security. What I want in most in my life is recognition for the things that I do, the things that I do for God. Uh, I want to be receive those, "Hey, way to go. Hey, you did it." And I want to get those accomplishments. I want to get those accolades. And when I don't get those things, when I don't receive those things, when God says sacrifice those things, I want you to give them away. I want you to do something else when God commands those things from me. I view that as a burden, and I wonder, when's my time in the sun? May the Lord forgive me for the times where I've had the wrong view of life. Reminded of um, the show The West Wing, which, if you've got time to watch it, and you do, you may want to consider watching it. Even though it was made in the 90s, it is still one of the most powerful Uh, shows uh, that I've ever watched on just the dynamics of leading an entire nation and what that might be like. There was a season when uh, the president was wondering, um, should I run again? And he decided to, and there was some risk involved due to some health issues. And there was some risk involved about whether the team would be able to support him going forward and what that might cost them personally. And as they all sat around, as they all gathered together kind of outside someone's home, Someone said, uh, will you continue to serve? The person just struggling took a deep breath and responded, I serve at the pleasure of
1: the president. Meaning that if the president says go, then they go. If the president says stay, they stay. And it's not up to them.
0: That's the kind of idea that I want to have with my life and the kind of idea the kind of vision that Peter wants us to have with our lives
1: is that we serve at the pleasure of the Savior. And it's this Savior that is the
0: most important moment and is the most important person in our lives. Not because we made him so, but because God said so, because God made him so, and God demonstrated that, that Jesus is the hinge point of all eternity. And do you know what the amazing thing about that is? That even though we sometimes fail to see the significance, that I fail to see it, that you fail to see it, and that sometimes we live for other things like they're the most important things. The amazing thing is that God is still choosing us to be his royal priests and his royal priestesses. And he tells us, this is what priests understand. They understand that, uh, that This is the, the hinge point of history, but to live as priests, he invites everyone to do this. He says in uh, 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, Peter says that you are a chosen people in the same way that God chose Jesus, God is choosing you. You are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, now but now you have received mercy. And this is what he means by that. As priests, when we think of our lives as priests, When we think that that is now our lifestyle, that that is our calling, that this is our highest mandate
1: to live out the priesthood of all believers, it means that we are the proof. God is choosing you in this moment, right now,
0: in your home with the relationships that you have, in spite of all the times when you said, I just don't see the significance and I'm not going to make this a priority, God
1: still says, I want you. I'm choosing you. Be my priesthood. Priests and priestesses of the living God. So, that's interesting. Priests today, they don't get a good reputation. Rightly so, there are some priests that have made some horrific decisions recently and in the past that are just coming to light.
0: But think back to the time when Peter was writing, a Jewish believer who would have had a different understanding of what a priest did, who would have recognized that it was their job to offer the sacrifices on behalf of people. That's an amazing reality. And so to the nation of Israel, the priests would be the proof that God was with them, that God was among them, and that their sins were being forgiven, that there was a way to God, that there was a way to worship. And that's, that's what he says. He says that, you know, as priests, we understand that we are being made into a brand new people, a brand new identity. We weren't a people before, But now we are the people of God. This goes beyond being American. This goes beyond being Canadian. This goes beyond being uh, from the UK or French or anything like that. We become a new nation that knows no boundaries geographically
1: or temporally. And we, we know what it was like to not receive mercy. And we know
0: that we now have received mercy and we celebrated that. We celebrated that all last week and that is to be the defining moment of our lives that we celebrate, that we worship like priests do. We know as priests that our nationality now of the kingdom of God and we know now as priests what it likes to receive mercy and God says, I want to use you as my
1: priests in this world, in this moment. Our priesthood is the proof. What if you and I were to begin to live as priests, as people who
0: help each other discover God's plan for them in Jesus Christ?
1: What if God were to use you to help someone come home to faith? What if God were to use you to help others to find hope in this? You may think that's impossible. And without Christ, it is. But with Christ, welcome to the priesthood. So what what would a royal priest do in your home? What would a royal priest live like? How would a a royal priest live in your marriage? How would a priestess live in your marriage? How would a royal priest do their schoolwork, do their studies, email their teachers, participate in Zoom classes? How would they do that? How Would a royal priestess look like in your job? How would he or she relate to co-workers to the bosses to those beneath them? How would they display the mercy of the people of God to them in a way that demonstrates that jesus? is the hinge point of history and the hinge point of you. And how would a royal priest use the spare time that you have? What would they do? I know that when we think of it, we don't
0: think of ourselves as priests. We think of it for someone who, you know, like me, that I, you have to have my degrees, you have to have... Uh, My diplomas, you have to have my training, you have to have my certifications. And I'm not saying that there's not room for leadership qualification and for training and, and safeguarding and honoring the word of truth to make sure that people are vetted for leadership and ministry. That's not what I'm saying, but I am saying
1: that those are not limitations to people serving. people serving as God's priesthood because if you are a follower of Jesus Christ God has called you in the same way that he called Jesus and he chose Jesus he has called and he
0: has chosen you for this moment to be a priest and a priestess
1: for the living God to help people worship to help people know and to help people have hope. When we view life like our identity is the priesthood, it changes everything about our life. Because now we know what we are to do, and that transcends
0: situations, that transcends circumstances,
1: that transcends obstacles, and the emotions that we have. So welcome to the priesthood. As the priesthood, we are Christ's proof. Let's pray together. Jesus, I ask that you would reveal to each and every one of us how to live. You've chosen each of us to be priests and priestesses for the gospel and the person
0: of Jesus Christ, would you show us what that looks like? Our homes and our marriages and our
1: families, in our schoolwork, in our job work, and in our spare time. Would you help us to be your priest? Would you help us to be your proof? In Jesus' name. Amen.